Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Newrick. Welcome everyone, I'm Jen, I'm a clinical psychotherapist, couple therapist and certified EMDR practitioner. Today we're going to be exploring what to expect in your first EMDR therapy sessions. EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And I'm recording this episode because working with trauma can be scary and I get that. I'm a therapist who gets therapy and I've worked on my own trauma. So I know what it's like to sit in the seat of the client. I know that booking that first appointment can be scary, really scary. The kind of scary that you feel in your chest when it gets tight and you feel sick in your stomach. And maybe you've experienced the dance internally of two parts, the one that really wants to work with your trauma and knows that you need to, that it's showing up in your life, and another part that is terrified of the trauma and what addressing that might look like. So in this podcast, I hope to talk to both parts. Uh, You might be thinking, my trauma is too much for someone else to hold. And that makes sense because often it's been so much for you to hold. So know that as a therapist, most of us have heard a lot. I know that I have allowed myself to be touched by the trauma of others and to be deeply affected by that but not in a way that pulls me away. It's actually something, and I don't know if this is just in my system, but there's something alchemical in it for me that actually pulls me toward the other as a fellow human who has also experienced suffering. And I find personally that there's something deeply human about the sharing of suffering. Now, having said that with EMDR, you don't actually have to share the trauma with your therapist if you don't want to. You can still work with it and hold it internally without sharing. And I'll explain a bit more about how that works in a moment. So back to what might happen in your first EMDR therapy sessions. Now, know that this will be different for every therapist, so I can only speak to how it usually works for me. My aim here is just to give you an overview of what might happen because, like I was saying, sometimes we have scare parts um, that want to know exactly what we're signing up for, and that is absolutely understandable. Those scare parts are triggering a warning as part of our warning system saying, I'm scared, this is something potentially dangerous here. Yeah, often we spend a lot of time running away from our trauma and so to think about bringing it forward and holding it in front of us in a space with another human being can feel really frightening right especially when we're working with trauma so 
So I'm hoping really here to, to speak to all of those parts of self that might be parts wanting to work with the trauma and parts feeling really scared. Something else I wanted to say about trauma is that what is traumatic for one person might not be traumatic for another person. Why is that? Some say that it will depend partly on our nervous system, that some of us come in with a more sensitive nervous system. You might have heard of the phrase highly sensitive person. Um, I consider myself in that bracket that my nervous system is quite sensitive and some other people their nervous system is less sensitive. We also come with completely different trauma histories, completely different experiences in our family of origin. So the age that something happens to somebody also makes a huge difference on how that trauma can be integrated, as does the support system around a person when the trauma happens. So all of those things play a role, but that's why some people will come out of the same plane crash and some people will have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, although I don't really like the word disorder, I kind of think post-traumatic stress after coming out of something like that is a really natural, normal phenomena. It's just when it gets stuck in our system somehow and has struggled to be resolved, this is one of the spaces where EMDR can really help. So EMDR is one of the four treatment pillars of my private practice. And with my clients, I use what's worked on me. Yeah. So I love to be kind of an explorer in this space. And I've had, I feel very blessed actually, that I've had a good 20 years to explore a lot of different healing modalities in the energetic healing space, spiritual healing space, um, kinesiology, um, so kind of more alternative healing and alternative therapies and a lot of psychotherapeutic techniques. And for me, myself, I have me, myself, is that a thing? I don't know. Um, for me, I found EMDR to be very effective at healing, at kind of targeting a particular memory, going into a neural network, releasing the beliefs associated with that particular network and other memories that are associated with that core belief and to allow this kind of organic, magical kind of jumping around and processing of that particular stuck memory. So EMDR was originally developed by someone called Francine Shapiro back in the 80s and it was developed as a treatment for PTSD. But now they found that EMDR is really useful with a whole bunch of other stuff, with phobias, anxiety issues, helpful with stress reduction, helpful with pain management, and even dermatological disorders. And I love the research around that. So if you type in to Google EMDR research, you'll find uh, um, a myriad of different research papers. And that's why EMDR is one of the um, treatment methods that's um, by several major organizations. It's listed as a treatment for PTSD, including by the World Health Organization. Um, dermatological disorders. I love how um, 
so this is something that's on the skin. You know, I've got this rash or I've got a um, something that's on my skin that's um, causing me irritation, distress in some way. And processing a memory, processing a trauma can help resolve that. And so I love that link between mind, psyche, and physical symptoms. Always excites me when I read it and hear about that. So what is EMDR? So episode 17 is called, What is EMDR Therapy? And I really break it down and I give an example of receiving EMDR therapy, so from my own process. So if you haven't listened to that one, I recommend that you maybe pause this one, go back to episode 17, have a quick listen, and then come back to this one. I've got the link to episode 17 in the show notes. So EMDR is a form of psychotherapy where the client holds the memory of the traumatic experience in kind of brief sequential doses and simultaneously focuses on an external stimulus. Usually that's kind of a lateral eye movement, left, right, left, right, so the head stays still and the eyes just move left, right, left, right. It can also be kind of, um, it can be a hand tapping, left, right, left, right on the knees, or it could be left, right, left, right, um, stamping the feet on the floor while you're in the chair. So you've kind of got the memory online and you've and you've got part of your consciousness is in the memory and then a big part of your consciousness is in the room or online with me um, so that you have a sense of safety while you're experiencing the memory. So what to expect in your first EMDR therapy sessions? I guess it's really important to note here that every client is different and everybody has a unique trauma history. So the care that someone who has experienced repeated violence through their lives will need will be quite different to somebody who's had a very stable childhood and is working with um, a, a a very distressing car accident memory, for example. The treatment process will be quite different. It will also vary from therapist to therapist, but with EMDR, there is a standardized protocol of eight phases that I'm gonna talk you through. So EMDR treatment will be more standardized between therapists than some other forms of psychotherapy. And obviously, I don't necessarily know how other therapists use it in their practices, so I can only speak to how I've been trained and how I use it in my own therapy and um, how I have it used with me in my, my personal therapy. Okay, are you ready? Let's jump in to phase one. Phase one is history taking. So this in this phase, we discuss some of your history, and we also discuss the different kinds of treatment available that might be available with me and might be available, might, I might not have trained in and, and might be available with other practitioners. And usually I'll give you some referrals if I feel like actually it might be better to go over here first and then maybe come back for EMDR. Phase two is the preparation phase. And this is where we're really building trust. We're really setting expectations and we're learning some self-regulation tools. 
We discuss what might happen in an EMDR session. We discuss the concept of trauma as a frozen memory with um, emotions and body sensations linked in with it. And that as we're doing the desensitization phase, those emotions and body sensations are likely to come up as that defrosting happens. I like to think of it a bit like waves coming up on a beach that the emotion um, will come up and might feel very strong, but that knowing eventually that it will subside. We might also do a bit of psychoeducation at that point, um, maybe linking between kind of past traumas and current symptoms or behaviors that you're really struggling with. So the third phase is called the assessment phase. And this is where together we identify a target memory for this session. And then you'll find an image that feels like the most stressful moment that's associated with that memory. And like I said before, you don't have to share this memory with your therapist. I've worked with clients who have just held the memory and not shared any details of it and had amazingly effective results. So it's something about EMDR that I really love is that because sometimes you might feel um, a lot of shame, you might have a shame part that comes up with the trauma memory, or sometimes I've had clients who've said, oh, Jen, that image is so distressing, I don't want to distress you, um, which is always so lovely um, and, and very valid. And also there can be something beautiful about sharing that with another human. But sometimes our systems are just not ready for that, or there is a caretaking part that... Um, wants to do no harm and so you can decide how you're feeling with that particular memory in that particular moment always. Then once you've got the um, target memory, once you've got a clear image, we'll find a negative belief together, we kind of work with this together, that's um, self-referencing like I'm powerless, okay? And then we look for a positive belief that you would like to believe. So something like, I have choices. And then we'll make an assessment of how true that positive belief is when you think about the image. And we will also elicit the feelings that are coming up and the body sensations that go with it. And it's very helpful to have these measurements so that as we move through the treatment, we know how the processing is where we're up to, you know, if it starts at a, when I think of this scene, it is a 10 out of 10 distressing. And during the processing phase, it goes down to a three out of 10. We kind of can measure whereabouts we are. Next, we move into the desensitization phase. Now this phase can last for several sessions or it might last for 15 minutes. We just don't know because Every trauma is unique and every client is unique and every system is unique. We're all unique and precious. So in this phase, we hold the image and we do the eye movement simultaneously. And as the client, we try to be really open to whatever happens in the session. And after every set, we take a deep breath. And then I ask you, what are you aware of now? And you let me know whatever you're aware of. And that might be, oh, the scene has moved into kind of the next moment that happened in that scene. It might be that the scene has become a bit more blurry. 
It might be that you've jumped from that scene to another scene of feeling powerless. So depending upon your response, we'll continue like this until we come to a phase where I'll say, okay, let's recheck the original image. And when it gets down to a zero or maybe a one, but the, the level of distress is significantly decreased, then we'll move on to the installation phase. So installation phase is where we're working with the positive belief. We'll, we'll kind of recheck that positive belief. Does it still fit? Does it still feel right? Sometimes I find that once the intensity of the trauma has um, been, is sort of dissipated, that there can be a stronger positive belief that can be formulated. And so we do that together. We get really curious in this phase. It's quite an exciting phase. So sixth phase is a body scan where you simply close your eyes and you sense through your body and you just notice when you think of that image, are there any points, sort of residual tension left? And if there is, we use that as a target and we do a little bit more processing with the eye movements. And by the seventh phase, we're moving into closure. And um, this is where we might talk about what to expect between sessions. Um, you get a sense of groundedness. If there's anything that feels slightly unfinished, we do a beautiful process to contain that so that we can pick it up in the next session. And then phase eight is really for the next session. In phase eight, it's a re-evaluation, which we really do at the beginning of next session where we recheck the image we worked with last time to make sure that it's held. Those are the eight phases of EMDR treatment. I hope they made sense to you. And if there's anything that you're uncertain of, always feel free, please, to ask your therapist, especially if it's me. Um, a big part of therapy is in feeling safe. So please ask questions that you need in order to feel safe. And that can be any question, yeah? And if you have some experience with EMDR that you feel comfortable sharing, we would love to hear in the show notes because I find that sometimes in community, your experience can be exactly what somebody else needs to hear in order to take that leap, to make that appointment, to make a change, to have that reassurance. So yeah, if you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to share in the show notes, especially if you're watching on YouTube. And if you feel like you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one with me, I do see clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I do have availability, um, kind of booking into a, a month ahead or so. And simply head over to my website. It's psychotherapycentral.health. You can book a session there. I have global insurance, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram through um, psychotherapy.central. I manage my own account, so you'll be talking directly to me. And if you feel to, I would, and maybe as an exchange of energy, um, I would deeply appreciate um, you writing a review. Um, that can be done on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, um, or just hit a five-star rating. That would be very much appreciated. 
And the show notes for today are, as always, available on my website, psychotherapycentral.health, where you'll also find another free gift on breaking relationship cycles. Very powerful um, intro, some very good tips in that free course around how to break repeating painful cycles in your relationship that can often show up, especially if you've experienced repeated trauma in childhood I really hope that this has been helpful and informative and yeah, just supportive in any way. So from my heart to you, thank you for being here and for being part of the Psychotherapy Central community. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.